All right. Hey, guys. This is Tea Time with the Big Dogs. I'm Big Dog Ethan. And I'm Big Dog Jay. And we have another guest here with us today. Uh, Haley, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Haley Gnideck. Gnideck, Gnideck, yeah. Okay, I, was, I had no idea how to pronounce your name when I first mentioned it. Yeah. yeah, it's a complicated one, that's yeah. for sure. Is, wait, is it actually? No, it's Nyadek, right? Gnideck. Gnideck? You pronounce every letter you see. I thought it was Nyadek. No, you pronounce the G. A lot of people think it is Nyadek, but... Okay, Gnideck, okay, well... Learn something know. new every day. Yeah, <laughs> learn something new. Yeah, that's, that's the T for the day. It's a Gnideck. Um, Actually, that's not the tea for the day. Yeah, that's not the tea for the day. There's a lot of tea. There's a lot of tea happening today. You know, it might be going into World War Three today. Actually, I see three cups of tea in front of us. Yes. Yeah, three cups of tea. Oh, yes. yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, do you guys want to, like, I don't know. I don't even know the kind of tea I'm drinking. I just grab whatever I got out of tea. I believe that you're drinking a green tea. Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking, drinking tea. Yeah, yeah, I'm drinking a refreshment basil composite tea sort of thing. And then I'm also drinking green tea. Green All right, tea. wonderful. Yeah. So it was the only it was the only cabinet yeah, stuff go. that Jay had in his uh, in his cabinet. So you know we're hey. at Jay's house once again. Uh, he's got the big ass microphone here. So we thought we'd. Uh, uh, this is kind of home base. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. It's this. This is the dog house. This, this is, is the, the dog, dog house. house. Yeah, we have four dogs running rampant outside. Who knows what's gonna happen? I like um, his tail. You like his tail? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's oh, that's a nice bushy tail. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's my favorite dog. She is dwarfism. What kind of dog is she? She's a border collie, flat coat retriever mix. Aww. Yeah. It's adorable. The dwarfism. And then I have a, uh, the dog that just howled or squeaked. He's a, a Chinese crested powder puff. <sighs> then we have a uh, golden doodle. And I then love the, golden doodles. And then the other dog, which is massive. I don't think we see her right now. She's mm. um, she's like a crazy mix of a whole bunch of things that i can't even explain she got yeah. she has a whole bunch of tumors she's been hit by a car she's 14 years old and she's living and thriving yeah that yeah yeah your dogs have been through a, a yeah they've lot. been they've been through the vietnam war and they've been through the they're vietnam ready war. to get drafted for they're world ready, war three <laughs> yeah for world war three yeah i just that was just the weirdest thing i just woke up this morning and it's like oh hey look what's trending on twitter world war three is it really you didn't, you didn't, did you not hear about that? no i don't really like use twitter i mean uh -huh. i have it but i don't really use look it. at it yeah yeah i mean you at least like heard like the memes happening like they're coming out about it right because like yeah it sounds it's like sounds really bad so basically um there's a general that was killed in a um in an airstrike in iran um was it last night or i guess yeah it was it was night, it was called um like yesterday evening and yeah. and yeah so pretty much what happened is that the iranian general is pretty close with the ayatollah khomeini i think and what's going to happen after that, who really knows? There's supposedly supposed to be retaliation because um, the Ayatollah, the way the power structure in Iran works, he has like significant power when it comes to dealing with war. What's crazy about Iran is that their president, he's actually a pretty level-headed guy, and he deals mm. with a lot of stuff that happens domestically. Yeah, gosh, yeah. So it's a, it's a lot of stuff. And honestly, I have trouble like kind of like discerning like or like trying to take in all the information. I think it's a it's a pretty messy conflict out there. But, Definitely. But anyways, yeah, because uh, the uh, because this general has been killed, um, you know, Iran is uh, asking. I feel like we're just kind of repeating, uh, I don't know, pretty common information at this point. But don't come to us for mainstream news. Yeah. yeah. That's not really our thing. Let's not talk too much foreign policy here. Let's get yeah. the topic at hand. Yes. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think we should probably get back on the focus. Um, and actually, that's kind of what we want to talk about today is uh, focus. Um, so, Haley, you are studying, was it... Uh, uh, psychology child psychology or uh, psychology psychology at uh, university of missouri right yep. yeah okay mizzou um for you i, I think everyone listening to this podcast knows it as mizzou i think yes uh, <laughs> um 
So whenever Haley uh, got in touch with us, uh, she wanted to talk about mental illness. And of course, I think one thing that Haley and I bonded over is the fact that we both have ADHD. So I figured that'd be a cool thing to talk about. One thing that I felt we should like uh, make very clear because whenever we did the episode about the uh, about our dating mishaps, I received complaints saying it's kind of weird that's like you've only been in one relationship and you're like and you're like giving dating advice. That really was not the point of that episode at all. No, the point that was not the point of the episode. But what was your retort yeah, to that? Yeah, my yeah my retort my retort to that was look like we're not trying to give advice. What we're trying to do is just simply tell our stories and our right. experiences. And hey, you know what? It may make some people feel a little less. Um, comfortable knowing that other people have had those kind of mishaps, I think, and maybe you might have those moments where you're just kind of like, oh yeah, that happened to me too, or whatever. Um, I mean, even if it's not, sorry, I cut you off. No, 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 don't worry, yeah. I mean, even if it isn't direct advice, I mean, I feel like everyone learns their own personal things from dating in different Mm -hmm. relationships, so it's just kind of like your experiences and like what you went through and what you learned from it. Uh So I don't know if that's really like advice, but I mean, I think you did a good job at like explaining like your past like what you learned from it yeah well thanks Haley. yeah um i appreciate that um so anyways um why i'm saying this is that i want to make it very clear you know we are talking about our experiences with adhd i want to make it very clear that we're not saying that you should like i don't know copy i don't know like copy our uh, yeah we don't have any particular steps not a not a certain program we're not trying to sell anything not at all we're not trying to tell you what to do we're just trying to say what we've done and what kind of failed for us so don't do what failed for us do what works for you yeah exactly and and yeah we're not here to try and provide like the end-all be-all solutions uh to adhd or even like self-diagnose or yeah diagnose other people yeah exactly we're not trying to do it all we're um we're both Actually, I guess we got, it's been over a year now. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, It was kind of weird because we both got diagnosed at the same time for other reasons, Mm -hmm. but. All right. So basically I was diagnosed pretty late in life just because like growing up, I was in like the school's gifted program or whatever. So Mm. I was seen as like smart and like when I was struggling with inattention and focus and all of that, it was just like, oh, you're not putting in any effort. You're just lazy. And that's how I was seen as. So all throughout middle school, I could get a 4.0 without even trying. But when I came to high school, it eventually ended up kicking me in the ass. Mm. And I had to put in more effort to try, but like I physically could not, I mentally could not put in any effort into focusing or sitting down and doing my work. So I ended up having a lot of late assignments, missing assignments. And in one class, I think I had nine. And then he kind of emailed my mom. And then like, especially junior year, I think it hit pretty bad. Because I got really depressed and started missing a lot of school. And because of that, I think I ended up having like 20 absences in a semester, which is awful. My Mm. attendance was really bad. I fell behind in classes and stuff, and I would not go in and do my work. I would not go in and take tests that I missed. And at the end of the semester, I'd end up taking like five tests because I just procrastinated to the last minute. But I couldn't get myself to go and do it. I just didn't want to. I would put it off and I'm like, oh, I'll do it later. It'll be fine. My sophomore year, I had gotten tested for it because we brought it up to my doctor, but she said she couldn't diagnose and I had to go see a psychologist for testing. It was this long process of four hours of testing. And I think I also did surveys for myself. My teacher had to do one. My mom had to do one. I had to do an MMPI, which is basically like a big test with many, many questions that surveys your personality traits and sees if you're vulnerable to any other psychological disorder. And I think it concluded that I was, I probably had ADHD, but I was depressed and anxious, so they couldn't tell. 
So then I got in a better mindset with life. I just got better. I cleared my depression and my anxiety got a lot better. And I was like, I still can't focus. Like, this is bad. And then I went to my doctor and she prescribed me ADHD meds and diagnosed me with ADHD. Everything just ended up working out a lot better. Like, I got my GPA back up and my ACT score shot up from a 19 to a 28. So oh, wow. Yeah. Just wow. with yeah, that nice. medicine. So when you got this diagnosis, did you feel in denial? Did you feel upset or did you feel relieved that you might have had some answer? I had, like, I was really relieved because I was pretty set on that I had it and, like, I don't want to be one of those people that are like self-diagnosing myself, but I have trouble sitting still. I cannot focus. I have the attention span of like pretty much a goldfish (laughs) and my mom also has it. And so does my little sister. And with ADHD, there's like a genetic component to it and they don't have clear confirmation on what it is, but it's supposedly linked to low dopamine levels, which I think Mm. that's pretty interesting. And I just was convinced I had it because my mom had it and I think also kids with a parent of ADHD are four times more likely to get it than someone who doesn't have a parent with ADHD. So you said low dopamine levels. So that pretty much means when you have drugs, they're sort of almost like antidepressants. They break down um, gamma amino butyric acid and try to just allow dopamine to flow more through the body. Yes. So like dopamine is pretty much your brain's like reward chemical. So when you get dopamine, you're like, oh, I want more of this. So like with when you smoke weed, it can make your dopamine levels rise and just makes you want more of it. So is ADHD medicine almost kind of like an antidepressant in a way? Like, uh, do people kind of use it? I think it it's, a stim- it's a stimulant. stimulant. Yeah, it's a stimulant. So uh. similar to caffeine, like nicotine, mm. uh, those are both stimulants. They increase your nervous system activity and which is kind of weird if you really think about it because a lot of people would think that you'd want to slow down the nervous system, but the problem is your nervous system is slow and you need to speed it up, which someone with ADHD is usually like restless and they can't sit still and they're hyper and impulsive, but dopamine, low levels of dopamine can mess with your prefrontal cortex and you can't think right and your attention span is off and you can't organize as well. That's really interesting. So is it like addictive like those substances too? Yes. Okay. Stimulants are like a control, like, I think it's two, class two controlled substance. Mm. So, like, when you're getting prescriptions for ADHD meds, you have to go and see your doctor every year, like, once a year to make sure that's the right prescription for you. Mm. And they will straight up deny your prescription request if you do not to see a doctor. Like, I was at Mizzou, and I couldn't get my yearly appointment for my ADHD meds. So, for a while, they were, like, denying it, but I couldn't get back to St. Louis to see my doctor. I had to wait, but once I scheduled an appointment and they were, like, sure that I was going to go, they were like, okay, we'll refill it. But you can only get one refill every month, and they, like, look at the dates of when you got the last prescription. Oh, wow. It's mm. pretty intense. Yeah, so it's it's quite the quite the process just to make sure that you're not, like, getting addicted or maybe even giving away these. Yes. Yeah. Mainly giving them away, I think. There's questions to how addictive it is. For some reason, I heard that it was still in debate, but I may be wrong about that. I don't know. I've, I've always heard conflicting reports on that. Seems like but... lots of things when it comes to drugs are always still in debate. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of times true. it also seems to come down to your genotype, too, to determine, like, how does your body really process these sorts of things, too. Yeah, exactly. Like different drugs work for different people. Yeah, especially yeah. with stimulants. Like, for me, it makes me, like, in a way normal, I guess, yeah. because it makes me be able... It makes me have the ability to focus more and just pay attention and sit still like a normal person would be able to. For someone who abuses it, it just makes them, like, high in a way. 
Yeah. Which I never understood because, like I said, for me, it just makes me feel normal. But it's with, like, everyone's brain chemicals are off in different levels. And so a lot of people will buy them to get high. Yeah. Well, yeah. and on top of that, too, I mean, that there's also a big concern right now with how it's being uh, how it's being abused for academic pur- purposes, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's – and, I mean, I even heard um, – even when I was at uh, – well, I'll keep the name private. I think it should be fine. Even when I was at SLU, I mean, I, I heard – of a couple of kids that told me like, oh yeah, dude, like I got, like I got, I, I like bought out, I like bought like a Adderall of someone, and man, like that, like man, like I was able to just like focus on my test so well, man. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. surprise me at all. Yeah, so, it's kind of, it's kind of just the culture that they throw you into, man. And lots of times with stress and anxiety, focus becomes a lot more difficult. Yeah. So that's why it's like I think it's hard to like diagnose it because like a lot of illnesses are like kind of mask the symptoms of ADHD, and so like if you have anxiety or OCD, like you can also have problems with focusing because of all the mm. thoughts flooding your brain. But it's kind of hard with diagnosis. So some people may not be diagnosed. Some people may be diagnosed when they don't really have it. It's kind of hard to pinpoint that exact illness mm. that you're struggling with because you could also have multiple. Yeah. Yeah, for mm. me, lots of times when I feel very anxious um, and I'm maybe feeling somewhat in a panic, I like to do things to distract myself. Like mm-hmm. I, I throw a bunch of things around myself to make sure I'm okay or I go for a walk and I play on my phone and I'm pulling it out and it's very strange it's just like when I'm panicked like so much just changes to where I try to or or if I'm anxious if I'm angry sometimes I use that as a coping mechanism too just trying to distract myself to keep myself Mm -hmm. from thinking certain things that's definitely healthy yeah yeah that that's uh yeah yeah that's always a distraction seem to be a way uh for a lot of people to uh to cope with those sort of emotions and feelings with a lot of our generation i think that that tends to happen too yeah i feel like sometimes it's demonized a bit just trying to like go for a distraction because they're like you're not really focusing on what's important in life but if you just get well too hung up in academics then you just wind up uh making yourself go further down a rabbit hole of yeah depression yeah i mean in other words we just you need to take a break you know (laughs) a lot of people i think struggle with coping and that's like people's main problem is that they can't cope and it's hard to learn how to cope and people Mm -hmm. will turn to like alcohol or drugs and they think it's like a good solution but it's really not because it just kind of suppresses how you're feeling and you'll feel it later but Mm -hmm. like for me i learned how to cope just by distracting myself with friends and overly hanging out with them and like Going back to what you said about, like, you have to distract yourself, I recently read that, like, when you're having a panic attack, like, you need to stay grounded, and a good way to do that is, I think, I saw a video of someone, like, just going into the fridge and just, like, getting some ice and just, like, putting it on their forehead so they can, like, feel again and, like, get a sense of, like, what's happening. And especially, like, I think another technique is, like, if you're having a panic attack to, like, write down four things you see, like, three things you hear, two things you smell, and, like just get it, all your senses back in reality yeah 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 i get uh, yeah i get you for sure and yeah pan yeah it's interesting you mentioned panic attacks is whenever whenever i first whenever i was first diagnosed with adhd you know i didn't really think panic attacks were like part of and I, i'm not going to say that panic attacks are a very common thing with adhd i think it's mostly as i mean may just mostly be a side effect of, of, of the medicine that one would take mm-hmm. but um uh, I think I noticed uh, whenever I was first diagnosed with ADHD, I kind of increasingly noticed throughout uh, throughout the the year that I, I was having some problems with anxiety, especially mm-hmm. whenever, I was, whenever I was getting up on stage to do improv scenes. The thing was most noticeable. I, did, I would just like tense up, and I, I would um, I would start talking like a lot more fast, and I had trouble just slowing down and and, um, and uh, 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 developing 
I had trouble slowing down and uh, slowly and carefully developing the, uh, those scenes on stage. That reminds me of something with like basketball last night. I think sometimes yeah. with like when you put yourself, just put too much pressure on yourself, mm. which I think that's one thing that we all do. And I think that's one thing that's really fostered with our generation in particular is just this level of success in academia and just like level of success athletically too with just American culture that sometimes when you're just striving to win, you oftentimes speed things up a lot in your head. Mm. Yeah, especially yeah. with like social media and you're looking and seeing the success of other people's lives and how great of lives that they're having. Like their lives are amazing and you see that all on your feed and it definitely makes you kind of in a way feel bad about yourself yes. because you're comparing yourself right. to others. I'll elaborate a little bit further. Um, I don't even think it's just in social media. I think it's just like in our culture in general i think you know i'm in a family of six you know i'm in a family of six and and, uh um i'm the fifth of six so a a lot of my older siblings you know they're a little bit older so they're out in the world doing great things i have one sister who's a lawyer another brother who's a really awesome computer science uh guy he's running uh, he's helping run his own business out in puerto rico um and i have another sister who's a veterinarian um it's so hard to it's so hard to feel good about yourself whenever there are so many other people around you doing these amazing, right? Everybody ahead of you has things. so much success that there's yeah. a precedent set that you really need to want to follow. Exactly, mm-hmm. and and I think that's another thing with ADHD too. I think it's just a. I think there is a little bit of a lack of confidence. I think. Um, yes. Um, and, and I think it's also side effects of the medication too, um, because I I think uh, the high. I think one of the highs of Adderall, especially for people who like abuse Adderall, um, or stimulants in general, is that super high feeling of confidence like you feel confident whatever you do so when you're on your medication you when you're feel, on your medication you feel very confident but when you're off your medication whenever you're off it, you yeah do, it's like it's kind of like that like extreme like uh, whenever you like drop you say um, that's a side effect of the medication though so you didn't really start feeling that quite as much until you started taking the medication yeah like feeling as much like confidence whenever it's t- yeah yeah oh okay sorry i thought you're saying that the lows got lower once you started taking the medication once you were yeah off well i mean it's, it's like one of those things where it's kind of like a it's a peak, and I know it's kind of hard to see because I'm not because uh, we don't have cameras sure, here. It's a peak in a trough, yeah. Yeah, but it's a peak in a trough, right? Yeah, exactly. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Um, so whenever, um, like every day, whenever I take a medicine, it's usually you know midday, kind of reach that peak, and then towards the evening, I kind of reach that trough where I think I, I mm. tend to have a little bit more, feel a little bit more anxious about myself, feel a little bit more, um, I feel a little bit more, um, I don't know, down about myself or a little uh, less confident in myself. Um, See, I think that's interesting just because, like, with stimulants, you're increasing, like, a bunch of processes in your body, and one of those is, like, anxiety. Like, your anxiety will, like, heighten, so, I mean, I know I feel more confident taking my stimulants just because, like, having a low metabolism, like, speeds it up, and, like, it sounds really bad, but, you know, it just mm -hmm. makes me feel better when I take it because it also increases my energy, and, Mm -hmm. like, with stimulants, you have a harder time sleeping, and then, like, it just makes me able to just get through the day and that's like i think the problem with stimulants is that it can kind of make you addicted to them yeah and i i I especially was worried about that i think whenever um i think at some point during this semester i was a little bit worried about that because i found myself taking taking it like every day so i think uh i think it was like towards november i think i just kind of had to like i told myself i was like okay you know what i don't have a lot of important things happening uh during thanksgiving break you know i'm just gonna you know let off it for a little bit so that way i i you know i can uh sort of um, so I, I can confirm to myself that I'm not addicted to this, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah so is that why you're up so late often? 
Yeah, that's part of it. Honestly, my sleep honestly my sleep schedule is just so yeah, fucked right now. Yeah, my sleep schedule is pretty messed yeah. up too, but it's pretty good now. Yeah. It's pretty good now. The problem is I wake up sometimes in the middle of the night and then I have to go back to bed mm. where yeah, it's I'm very hungry often in the morning, lately, oh. which is very strange, but Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm never hungry in the morning. It's usually not till like lunch or dinner time that I'm pretty hungry. It's a good thing though cuz I used to never really feel hungry in the morning uh-huh. and I used to like pass out because of that. Yeah. Sometimes at school. Oh, wow. I yeah. I it was know. usually just whenever talks about, because I've always had problems with, um, like, anatomy talking about blood, talking about body tissues and stuff like that, uh-huh. where um, our math teacher one time was talking about blood doping and the process that goes about that, and I thought that was one of the grossest things I ever heard, so I passed <laughs> out. Oh. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you ever told me about Oh, my God. No, yeah, so then I was brought down to the office, and Mr. Schulte, shout mm. out Mr. Schulte, and... Uh, uh, Dr. Kesterson, they mm. they just sat with me the whole time while I just laid there, and Mr. Schulte kept making jokes that he killed me. Everybody <laughs> who uh, passed by, so yeah, classic Mr. Schulte. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I went to go see Uncut Gems last night at the uh, at Ronnie's, and uh, during the previews, uh, the this loud group of middle schoolers walks in, which you know I, I I'm not gonna be too judgmental middle middle schoolers because guess what we're all middle schoolers at some point, yeah. so I you know I get that. But, um, yeah, these kids, um, so they're sitting in the front row, they all have their phones out during the previews and they had, they had their phones on at like max, uh, max brightness. And I'm talking like some kids, like they still actually had their flash on. So when they were trying to take pictures for their Snapchat, it was just going straight onto the screen. Yeah. That's really obnoxious. It was really obnoxious. And you they know, stopped it after the previews though. So this, yeah, see this is where, this is where the plot thickens. So 30 seconds after these kids come in. And this old guy walks down uh, to the front row and he pulls out um, his wallet and opens it up and he shows a police badge in the yeah. wallet. And yeah, this dude. Of course, that's not going to start a reaction from them that's going to make them want to cause any more difficulty. Exactly. Well, the worst thing was he started screaming it, like almost exactly like Mr. Schulte would. Yeah, and of course, when you scream really loudly, it's not like you don't disrupt, disrupt any other people around you. Exactly. So he starts screaming. He's literally screaming. He's going like. All right, guys, listen, I'm an off-duty police officer here. And I'm going to ask you to put all put away your phones or else I'm going to go get management. And they're going to come in here and they're going to kick you out of here. Oh, he's pissed. <laughs> yeah, he was pissed. And so the kids, they put away their phones and then he walks away. The kids pull their phones back right. out with the brightness still all the way up. They, Even if they were just like a little bit more discreet about it, I would have been like, right. fine, whatever. But no. So, of course, the officer walks out, brings back management in. So management... You know, they're trying to kind of give this dude the hint to be quiet. And they're they're kind of, like, talking quietly to the kids. Being like, hey, guys, we need to put your phones away. Like, the movie's about to start. And, like, we don't we, we don't distract any people with the bright screens. And this officer is still yelling at these kids for the second fucking time. He is going, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you put your phone away right now, man. Okay, like, yeah, yeah, I'm talking to you right now. Put away your phone. See, and those are sorts of interactions that make other people in the audience very anxious, too. Exactly, and I was feeling that same way. I was just, like, very nervous that, like, a fight was going to break out, or, like, this dude was just going to, I don't know, go off the fucking deep well, Yeah, and then the you watched end. Uncut Gems right after that, which, yeah. which apparently I heard that that movie does a great job at severing some people's nerve endings. Yes, it's a very, it's a very tense, it's a very tense movie. It's a, it was... I'm I will excited s- to see it. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It, I think you'll like it, Jay. I will say, I mean, I think um, no, I don't. I don't spoil anything for you. But um, yeah, I, I know that you gave it a seven out of ten, which is a low score, like a lower score yeah. than I was than I was hoping to hear. But yeah, I yeah. know, and, and you know, I wanted it to be really good, but I did feel like there were some. 
there were some experiments that they tried with it that were um, that didn't really pan out. I gotcha. Think, which kind yeah. of yeah. well, at least they experimented. Yeah, but um, yeah. So. Um, anyways, one more thing I'm just gonna make this very okay, clear. Sure. Middle schoolers, the moral moral of the story, middle schoolers, put away your fucking cell phones. Uh no one uh no one really wants to see that and at the very least turn down the brightness on your screen. Part really... of why I was so glad I didn't have a phone in middle school. You didn't have a phone in middle school? No. Holy shit, really? That's Yeah, nice. I didn't get my first phone until I was fifteen. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, fifteenth yeah. birthday. Yeah, it used to be um yeah, yeah, the, the, the phone age kinda of changed throughout the family as time went on. It used to be like we didn't even get one until you went off to college. Oh, um wow. Yeah. So well, it that's, was that's way that's good. Yeah, yeah, that was like that Amelia. Is true. Yeah, Amelia was like so my sister Amelia, she was like uh it was what, two thousand three I think. So oh, you said she was okay. like thirty yeah, and I don't think it was like till her second or third year in college she got a cell phone. Then it's like my brother, he didn't get one until his first year of college. Um, then my next sister, she didn't get one till um, I think it was sophomore year. And there she got her driver's license. And then my sister, and and then my next sister got one when she was thirteen. I got one when I was thirteen. My uh, little sister got one when she was like twelve years old, I think. So I think I got one when I was like in fourth grade. But fourth grade. I got a really like. It was like a basic phone. Yeah, it was like a slide-out keyboard just because yeah. I was running around the neighborhood and my mom wanted to make sure, like, I was safe and, like, she knew where I was. Mm-hmm. And she would just use it to, like, call me or text me. And then I think I got an iPhone, like, seventh grade. Yeah. So I, like, yeah. started with the basic phone and then... Mm-hmm. It was actually, I actually kind of missed that phone. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, basic phones. Hey, you know what? Hey, everyone everyone loves a good burner phone, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, phones also do, um, phones also do sort of promulgate a uh, culture of just like immediate reward desiring. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I wonder, do phones have anything else to maybe play into? Yeah, and I was gonna bring Definitely. up that. Yeah, I was gonna bring up that point because I, I was actually talking about this with a, an older person, and and they're like, yeah, you know, I think I noticed that. Um, self, I think the advent of like portable technology, like cell phones, even just like portable video game devices, like you know, like our DS when we were little kids or oh, whatever, yeah. um, yeah. is kind of um, has made it. Um, a, a lot more inviting for us to be distracted. And because mm-hmm. of that, I think it's a little bit harder for um, for kids that are to focus. And I think that's why we're seeing a greater influx of ADHD di- diagnoses. Yes. Diagnoses. Diagnoses. Diagnoses, oh. yeah. Uh, uh, word of the day, diagnoses. Um, word. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, yeah. So they, uh, um, I think that's why we're starting, starting to see a greater influx just because I think um, we're – uh, we're starting to become a lot more noisy of a world and because of that's kind of hard it's hard for especially for people with adhd to filter through that noise yeah especially like since i feel like it's an addiction in the way that if you don't have it you feel like you're not as connected to your peers in the world around you and you mm. feel like people will be like doing things without you and just living life without you and you can't really stay up to date with what they're doing mm. and it kind of makes you feel out of the loop without having a phone and i know mm. that's how it is for me at least like i freak out because i'm like people are gonna ask me to hang out and like i can't hang out with them because i don't have my phone i can't see that they texted me mm. like especially that's how i felt when i was younger and my mom would take away my phone because i was being sassy or whatever mm. and right, right. it just like phones are so addicting and especially like with classes and stuff going back to like inattention phones like people will just be texting on their phone not really paying attention to lectures or taking Mm. notes they just don't want to be there so they just are playing on their phones and not really absorbing Mm. information which is why a lot of teachers would have the phone pockets and just make you put them up there because i think studies link to that if your phone is away from you you do better in school which would make sense yeah but Mm. that's what my teacher would do she's like just put it in the pocket and you can just focus for 40 minutes, 50 minutes. It's a minutes. really, like, big common term lately that even has its own acronym, mm-hmm. FOMO, fear of missing out. 
I, that, that is a really big thing. And I often do notice that if I just keep my phone off, if I don't bring it with me on a walk, the walk winds up just being a lot nicer. Yeah. If I don't bring it with me to classes in college, mm-hmm. um, classes just usually wind up being a lot smoother. Yeah. I usually, I don't check the time as often. I'm not checking social media and I have a lot more fun participating too. Yeah. yeah. And phone use also makes it harder to sleep. Like, right. especially with the blue light, mm. it alters like your body's ability to not make melatonin. And yeah, it your just body almost like it perceives harder. it as like sunlight. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. 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 And, and yeah, that that can be really strainful on your eyes. I, I try and I try to do that whole like you know playing on phone in the dark or whatever because I know for one it can just be bad for your eyes and it can also affect your sleep patterns yeah. and whatnot. You know, I, I hate pulling my phones out in the middle of class. But what I will say is if I'm like getting the vibe like a teacher, it's just like or like a professor or a teacher is just like doesn't give a shit about this class. Which I I've had a couple of those classes yeah. at Henderson. Guess what? I'm going to pull my phone out just as like a signal to him to say, hey, I know you didn't prepare for this class at all. And I know you don't give a, give a shit about my time. So why should, give a sh- why should I give a shit about your time? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I, I actually, I have, do, I have done that. Um, uh, not as like a distraction, but it's just like a, like a, uh, a silent message to send to my professors uh, to say, hey, uh, you clearly didn't prepare for class. And uh, I definitely did. And I think you can do a better job if that's not, I, I have the, I, I hope that doesn't sound pretentious at all. No, I, no, I, it doesn't. I, I actually, I can appreciate that to mm-hmm. a pretty well extent. Um, when I was a sophomore, especially, YouTube was a big thing for me because I had a, I had a very strong like political just draw. I was so interested in politics all the time that whenever I was uh, just home from school, I always just wanted to look up stuff on YouTube about politics. I wanted to look up just some guy roasting another guy because I found it so much fun. I found it so entertaining. Yeah. But then as I got a little bit older, I wound up just thinking how like messed up that is. Yeah, at the same exactly. time. Since everyone's Politics so is entertainment yeah. really yeah. sucks. And that's that's pretty much what it is even just in yeah. the mainstream news. Politics yeah. as entertainment, which yeah. never works out well. Exactly. And, and that's the whole thing. You know, I think that's just like the, that was the attitude of the time, I think, of that year. Because even, even I was, maybe, maybe it's just a result of our immaturity, maybe. But I even remember just like, even just adults were like, like oh adults were so childish about a lot of things going yeah. on yeah everybody demonized everybody everybody brought everything to a crazy uh it was like if hillary clinton wins if donald trump wins like everything's gonna go to shit but honestly I mean, it's still that way yeah, yeah. i mean it's it still so is divided. that way yeah it, i mean it's always gonna be that divided the 2016 election has not ended yeah yeah that's true it's getting worse and worse about politics just like if you don't agree like people will start fighting right eventually there's going to be a tipping point where i do believe and i do predict that a third party will break out because of it and i think it'll be a very good moment for the united states of america and maybe as long as this just keeps building up and boiling over um we could wind up actually being better off than where we started Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, no i totally agree with that man i yeah i'm I'm all on board for a third party i think by the bipartisan and we've kind of talked about this in some episode before i think right yeah i think we have yeah i mean yeah we've we've talked a lot about tribalism on the podcast for sure yeah i I think that's really where yeah yeah. that's really where the two-party system comes into play with tribalism yeah i think the bipartisan uh system uh, gets gets in the way of um of us really uh working to solve working to solve the the actual issues in our world today yeah that's that's another thing that media does too is that media distracts us also puts us into this desire for immediate uh, reward and that was a big thing with youtube too what they did is um like content creators and doing vlogs and everything that just had very short quick uh jump cuts that 
really were good for people with low attention span Mm -hmm. and kind of yeah i guess it almost sort of catered and pandered to that sort of mentality yeah yeah yeah, definitely get you yeah i mean i I, yeah it's gotten a little bit better today but i think you are right about that that yeah the really um i think we're still feeling feeling the effects of that election i think uh um, as a culture um yeah um Go ahead and talk about your personal story. Right okay, yeah, I yeah, I always say, I always say like, like hate talking about myself. Maybe because I'm a little bit embarrassed by some of this, but uh, hey, if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to spread it. Yeah, I'm but, just saying maybe I, I really don't I really don't know myself that well. And if, if it's gonna be therapeutic for you, maybe in the moment and you just feel comfortable telling us too. Yeah, then yeah you can cut yeah. it out afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that's that's the luxury of having a podcast. <laughs> We're not doing this live, so I don't have to be like very careful about uh, what I say on uh, into this microphone. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, um, where do I begin? Uh, so really my, I, I think my signs of, uh, having ADHD were pretty early. I, I did some really neurotic stuff as a kid. I, I would like run around. There was like one thing I would do. I would like run around the house and I would insist that every television in the house was on. It was almost like a game for me where I just run around the house and like, turn on like uh, turn on like any kind of like vhs tape or, or whatever on the television i just run around like keep watching if someone turned it off i'd be like hey i was watching that and then i would plug it back in then run back to the next television to watch something else you know uh, i mean yeah a short attention span there for sure that's not as chaotic as me when i was little what did you oh should i what did you do uh chased my sisters around with knives oh <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I think we're gonna end this podcast. I'm gonna run the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> no, I, I just I did it when I they were really mean to me, and I was yeah. little. My family didn't have child locks on their like cabinets and whatnot. Oh, so yeah, it was like when I I was so tiny. I was a tiny, tiny little boy. I could have really hurt myself. Yeah. I would have probably hurt myself much more likely than I would have hurt them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, glad you're okay. I'm glad yeah. nothing bad came of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, sorry to make that sound like a dark turn. I just I thought it would no be no a I thought shock, I think... a little shock humor there, then a little explanation to explain <laughs> it definitely why. Definitely shocked me. Yeah, yeah no, to, was... to explain why it really yeah. isn't that like that bad. Yeah, no, 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 I actually think it's pretty funny. Jay, the uh, the uh, uh, knife wielder. Yes. I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll work on that. We'll work on that title. Um, cool. Yeah. So uh, anyways, so I was I was kind of a neurotic kid, and, and there was some concern about about my attention span, but I I was getting good grades in grade school and middle school. You know, I I think, um, I think my parents had kind of like decided that like probably in kindergarten or first grade, I may need to, uh, reconfirm that with them and kindergarten or first grade, they, they kind of decided that I had a high functioning form of ADHD. So yes, it was there, but I, I could live with it, you know, whatever. And so they didn't really tell. They didn't really talk to me about this course because I'm just like six or seven years old. They're not gonna tell a kid stuff like that. But whenever I got into middle school, I think it was like sixth grade. I kind of noticed like, yeah, like I like it really. I I like cannot focus at all. Like that's like I even kind of noticed like my teachers kind of told me that um, a decent amount. Like I always found myself like staring outside the window or whatever. And um, whenever I was going in for a physical with my doctor, um, I kind of my mom was like, so Ethan's like anything you need to talk to Doctor Jagler about? And I go, yeah, mom, I, I think. Um, I think I have ADHD <laughs> and, and my mom was just like, kind of like surprised to hear me say this, I think. Cause it's just, I, I don't, I don't know how common it is for like a kid, like a 12 year old kid to self diagnose him with ADHD. Yeah. Not very common. Yeah. So I was kind of concerned about it cause I knew like some, some of my other friends had had it too. And so my mom's like, well, I mean, we'll talk to Dr. Jagler about it. And you know, we talked to Dr. Jagler about it. And she's like, 
yeah, you know, I mean, it's a pretty hard process. And uh, to be honest, I mean, I wouldn't really worry too much about it right now. I mean, you're still doing well in school and yada, 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 yada. So I think it'll be fine for now. And I think for middle school, I think it was fine. We didn't really worry about getting a diagnosis. Uh, the problem was we kind of forgot about that. And so we get into high school and we had the same problem that Haley had where I I could not focus at all uh, during class. Like, you know, the, I think the, especially at SLU, um, you know, I think the coursework just piled on and, and I could not keep up with it. Um, so, of course, you know, my grades suffered. Um, I got mostly, you know, I got okay grades, I guess. I got B's, which at SLU, you know, that's pretty um, That's pretty good considering SLU yeah. standards, Especially I think. Especially with, like, your grading scale. Aren't you, like, 93 to 100 is, like, an A, and then below that's a B? Yeah, some classes yep, are still like that, I think. that's not what I experienced. Yeah, no, I think, I think they started to change most. I think most classes had changed to a 90 to 100 scale by oh, yeah. our senior year, that's I what think. I had. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it's tough, right? Yeah, that's, uh, um, their grading skill was tough. And really just their classes in general were tough. Um, so anyway, so I'm getting like mostly a few A's, mostly B's. And I actually got, I think I got one C at some point, which that was like a low for, uh, um, especially considering like what my parents expected of me. Um, and I got a 28 on the ACT, which they, they were expecting better, uh, for my ACT scores just because my reading was like very low. Uh, the only thing that was like my saving grace was that I got like a perfect score in the English, my English. science was always the lowest. Yeah, science that my too. My math. <laughs> yeah. Oh, math really. Yeah, I was like, I was supposed to be in a higher level math than I like was put in because my teacher in like fifth grade was like, "Your handwriting's bad, so we're not going to give you the test to see if you test out of the math." I don't know. It was weird. My mom's still pissed about that to this day. Oh. That's... But I was supposed to be in a higher level math, and I was supposed to be a year ahead in math, and then I just didn't get tested. Huh. Like I should have. That's yeah, that's weird. Yeah, so like in middle school, even like they were like, we can test you again, but it's harder to test out of these subjects because sixth grade math is just your basics, so it's easy to test out of if you are good enough for it. But like when you're mm -hmm. testing out of pre-algebra or like foundations of algebra, it's a lot harder. So yeah, so my grades were getting pretty bad, and, and I felt like I, I'm not gonna call it rock bottom per se. And well, I don't know, kind of was. It was a really shitty time for me, a uh, uh, second semester of junior year, because I. And it's kind of interesting that I've, I have Haley on here to sort of talk about this because this is where I first met Haley, actually. Um, I had made a stupid decision to try and power slide a... Um, a I made a stupid decision to try and power slide a VW Jetta late at night with some friends in the car. And uh, it resulted... It's kind of hard to describe it, but basically resulted in that car being totaled. Now, everyone was fine. Thank God, but it was a stupid decision of me to do that, and uh, my parents became very concerned after that. Um, it was kind of like over the course of the next few months, um, you know, my parents were kind of talking about maybe getting me checked out for ADHD after that, I think, because it was just, it, it was something... It was very impulsive, and it was just something out of the ordinary for me. I mean, mm -hmm. I, you know, I'd, I... There wasn't peer pressure involved? Not not much. I think what happened was, well, a little bit, I guess. I mean, like, I I remember, like, that was the night I met all of you, and, like, I, you were coming downstairs as soon as we were leaving because it was, like, 11 o'clock. Yeah, because I was coming back from a shift at work. and You guys were kind of just like, let's go drifting, and I was like, nope, yeah. bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, like, um, yeah, one guy was like, oh, yeah, like, you, like, go do some stupid shit in the car, and I'm like... Yeah, sure, why not? So it wasn't really pressuring per se, but I guess someone made a suggestion. And, and I was like, like, all right, yeah, let's, let's do it. Which uh, works in improv, but uh, oh, not. Man, I always get so scared whenever it comes to anything that's just material that is on the line. Yeah, exactly. I get you, I get you. Yeah. And um, anyways, really stupid decision to me. Um, 
moral of that story don't power slide your car and also don't try to lie your way out of it because that was also another bad thing i tried to do too yeah yeah that was really bad i can't lie about anything my mom always figures it out she's pretty smart like yeah. i could be hiding it very well now she'll figure it out yeah she exactly knows. yeah yeah parents have their ways they always have their ways oh, yeah exactly yeah well especially i mean it's hard to cover up an accident like that yeah um so what's I'm... your excuse sorry cut you off like, oh no 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 don't we have my excuse so I'm not going to name him, but there was one dude who, so there's another guy who was like driving his own car with us and he was driving, he was driving next to us. Um, so after the accident happened, uh, he had one friend in the car. He kicked this friend out of the car and he was, he was afraid of getting in trouble. So he drove, he drove off and left that friend and all of us there out in the cold, essentially. Wow. So yeah, which was nuts. Uh, and you know, we, I guess we give him shit. I guess today we give him shit about it. I know, so. I give him shit about it. <laughs> yeah, it was a really shitty thing to do, but you know, obviously we we've made it. I know amends. he feels bad. Yeah, so. yeah, I know. And, and That's at least good. Yeah, exactly. What he did he's, was wrong. He's got a bit of a conscience because <laughs> because this dude had left us. Um, we decided to uh, uh, we decided to sort of put the blame on him and say that he was a uh, uh, leading. A, uh, we decided we decided to tell my mom that uh, um, he had an idea for a shortcut home that he was leading us through this industrial park, which made no sense whatsoever. But that's a different story. So but it was like, covered your ass and his ass at the same time. Yeah, it, nice. yeah, we tried to do that at least, but uh, it didn't work yeah, out okay. because he got because you know his mom and my mom were pretty close, so she got in touch with her and she was like. Oh yeah, he got home at like eleven thirty, and my mom was like, "Oh really? Well, Ethan didn't call me till midnight or something like that. The, the times didn't match up exactly. Yeah. So she called me out on that, and after some discussion, my parents decided to um, look at getting me diagnosed with ADHD, just considering my uh, poor grades and whatnot. And yeah, it was definitely the uh, the good choice to make because um, like my ACT scores they shot up because I. I was finally taking the medicine that I needed to be taking. I got a 32 on the ACT. Oh, damn. Anyways, yeah. So it was kind of weird for me, like having like this new diagnosis whenever I was an 18 mm -hmm. year old, um, and, and figuring out. And, and that's that's why I kind of uh, that's why I kind of like um, I don't know uh, vibe almost like kind of vibed with Haley because like we were both uh, dealing with these uh, um, with sort of this new identity as someone as someone with ADHD. Whenever really as a senior, you should you should feel like you know who you are. I guess yeah. that that's at least the you should all, you should all have that illusion, I guess. Yeah. So um, you both were able to come to terms with it pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. It's it not, made me feel relieved. Definitely. Yeah. It's not like figuring out that like you know Darth Vader Darth Vader is your father or something yeah. like that. You know, it was a you know it it was more of like a oh yeah that shit that actually makes sense. Yeah, like, and I, then it like helped me just get better and yeah. do better, and so it was kind of like it helped me. Yeah. Definitely. Well, that's, that's awesome that you guys never really felt any stigma with it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there is a stigma with ADHD. Definitely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. My mom still, like, even though I'm diagnosed and she has it, my sister has it, she refuses to believe I'm as ADHD as I say I am mm. because she just always has seen me as, like, smart and, like, doesn't have to try very hard. And she's just kind of like, you are not as bad as you say you are. And I'm like, no, I am. And mm. she just me and her always get into like little arguments about it because she just doesn't see it as well and so she was kind of the reason why i didn't get tested soon enough but i mean she eventually was like okay you're depression free we're gonna go get it checked out so she kind of came to an understanding of it but she still to this day kind of has like questions about it and like doesn't really like believe with it yeah yeah is there a reason why there was a particular point for both of you to when it really seemed to come into play with like your grades and just with your life yeah. Um. Probably. Oh man. That's yeah. That's a good. 
good question. Um, like when just like seemed to like whenever like we finally got an understanding of like how to handle it or, or like no really more like when did it like was there a certain point where like it seemed to affect you so much more than ever before or was it always just something there it was always kind of there for me but it really hit me sophomore year when I was taking all honors in one AP class like mm. it kicked me in the ass pretty hard because I had to actually try and put an effort but I couldn't focus I couldn't sit down and do my homework and it was just my grades really struggled from that. But then after I got put on a 504 plan, which is basically like an IEP, but it's way less intense. And it's like, you just get granted accommodations if you have a note from like a therapist and a doctor. And then you have to sit in this big room with all your teachers, your principal, counselor, parents. And they all talk about why they think you should get one and get accommodations. And so I at first got a 504 just because I had anxiety. And so I got testing accommodations, so I got a quiet testing room and time and a half on all exams. And then, like, after I got put on that, my grades, like, shot up. I think that semester after I had, like, all A's, one B, and then, like, my grades stayed that way all throughout the rest of high school. But then, like, beginning of senior year, it was, like, the first month of senior year, I had gotten diagnosed with ADHD, and they put that on there. And it was just, like... It helped a lot, and I think just, like, the fact that I could never focus, but I had kind of learned a little bit, like, that kind of helped mm. and just, like, made me realize I think I have it, and I'm, like, pretty set on it because mm. it was always in the back of my head. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, for I mean, really, for me, it was around that same time, probably probably sophomore year, I want to say, I think, because I, I think it was when I, like, started doing, like, some more, like, crazier stuff, like, being a little bit more, I don't know, adventurous with my friends and, and mm. some of my decisions. That's a, that's a, a light way of putting things, I guess. But it was also, it was also a time too, where I was, um, where I, I also noticed I, just, I was having a lot of trouble focusing and like sitting down and actually getting the work that I need, that I needed to get done. Um, so are you like more of a combined type? Cause there are like different like subtypes of ADHD. There's like inattentive, hyperactive, combined. I think there's mm. one more, but I fall more combined type, so I get both the hyperactivity yeah. and the inattentive. Yeah, I, I would. So, so I don't know what I'm categorized yeah. as, and so I, you know, I feel like I'd be self-diagnosing myself if I had to guess. I'm going to emphasize that if I had to guess, um, it would probably be the combined too. I yeah. think because um, I just tend to be a very nervous person and at the same time. I, I'm, you know, that kind of guy who's looking out the window and being like, "Hey, squirrel or, yeah. or dogs outside." Like literally, I'm looking. A, a couple times during this podcast, I literally looked outside the window and I was like, "Ooh, look, doggies!" But uh, <laughs> see, I'm on my meds right now, so I'm just like, yeah, chilling, yeah, I'm, yeah, I haven't really been taking them that much uh, throughout the break just because I, you know, I, they do make me feel a little bit anxious, and yeah. uh, I really needed to take them because I'm not doing anything like important you know <laughs> does it like mess up your appetite for you oh yeah absolutely it, i cannot it does eat that, when i'm on them it does that to everyone i, I force think. myself yeah, yeah I, I feel like i hear that a lot yeah it really does yeah and that's why like people like lose weight with stimulants like it suppresses your appetite and it speeds up your metabolism and like mm. that's how i like lost a lot of weight because of taking it like mm -hmm. i think i lost I think, 62 pounds like oh, it dropped my weight damn yeah that's nuts yeah uh, for me yeah, for me, it's it's actually almost kind of like a problem because it's like uh, I have to be sure that I'm eating enough because you know I, I you know I'm not gonna try and brag here, but uh, you know I, I was um, you know I've, I've had a pretty good weight for the uh, for uh, my entire life. I'm usually around, around what uh, 180, I think. Whenever I started taking the medication, I had to like make a conscious effort to like eat enough every day just so I like didn't start like starving myself you know yeah like i have a mm. friend who also has adhd and you can easily tell when he doesn't take his meds because 
and when he's on his meds, he's just like chilled out. He doesn't like talk or like, mm. like really focused, mm. and he doesn't eat anything. Like we'll go, and he's like, I'm not hungry. But like mm. the minute he's off his meds, he's like more adventurous and then he also will get food and he'll eat like two sandwiches from like bread co i think like one time we went to bread co and he had two big sandwiches two whole sandwiches and like two bags of chips and i was like how are you eating all of that and then i'm wow. like oh wait he's not on his meds oh yeah so would you almost say that it stifles like a bit of your personality when you take the medication yes. yeah i know for a lot of people it does for me I just, like, don't, I'm not as, like, hyper, and I can sit still and just, like, focus, but, like, you can tell when I don't take it, because I'll be bouncing off the walls, like, I can't sit still, I'll be, like, having random bursts of energy, mm. but it kind of does take a part of your personality, and a lot of people will say, like, oh, you're, like, completely different when you're, when you're on your meds. My next question had to do with, um, patches, like, ADHD patches, like, there's a girl that I knew that, uh, yeah, she used those ADHD patches, um, I never, uh, um, I, I never use them. We never really discussed using them before. I really don't think there's much of a difference between those and, like, pills. I don't think so. I've never actually heard of the patches. Oh, yeah. It's basically, I mean, it's, kind of... it's basically kind of like a nicotine patch where it's oh. just they put, like, I don't know, some uh, whatever kind of uh, uh, Adderall or, like, Adderall or whatever onto, like, a regular patch and uh, um, you stick it onto an arm and you're good to go. Wow. That's interesting. I've yeah. never actually heard of that. Yeah, yeah, and I hadn't heard of that. Uh, my doctors never talked about it before. Um, I just like, yeah, I heard about it from a um, from a fellow friend with ADHD. Ooh. Okay, cool. I think I think we covered a lot. I think. So. Yeah, we did cover a lot on this episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's just about as unfocused uh, as you would expect with uh, uh, whenever you have a couple people on here with ADHD. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, Haley, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. For thank you so me. much. Yeah, yes. we, we were able to keep it together pretty well. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, I thought there, so too. There, there was a flow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and I thought this was a really cool topic to talk about. I, I think. Yeah, thanks uh, so much for sharing yeah. both of your stories. No yeah, this it's was, such this like was an really interesting. Really good to know about. Yes, yeah, really, great to know about. Uh, honestly, yeah, really cool stuff to talk about. Uh, you know, I uh, yeah, I think it's a I think it's a topic that we tend to shy away a little bit from just because it's mental illness and, yeah. and whatever. Yeah, stigma which, and all of that. Yeah, <laughs> which I really wish we we could start destigmatizing. Uh, oh, yeah. I hate that. the stigma; it pisses me off. Yeah, with exactly. any psychological disorder. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. That is really sad. So anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tea Time with the Big Dogs. If it weren't for you, there'd be no point in us doing this podcast. So thank you so much for listening in. If you have a suggestion of a topic that you'd like us to talk about, please let us know. Just hit us up in the DMs. Um, also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show like Haley, um, just shoot us a message. You don't have to be as persistent as Haley because Haley, man, <laughs> I Haley. I wanted to be on the podcast. She really wanted to be on the podcast. She sent us a, man, that, that was a lot of messages she sent, she sent us. But anyways, if you want to be a guest on the podcast uh please let us know and uh, feel free to be as persistent as Haley if you'd like yeah that's gonna wrap it up for us um have a good day guys see you later and I